It's the last week of the year. It's actually the last week of the decade. What is happening? Where has the time gone? Well, I actually love this time of year. I love to get a little bit of space, a little bit of empty time to rest and think and ponder and pray and plan and envision what the new year is going to look like. I like to look back, which we've done already in the past episode before the Christmas episodes, and now we are moving into planning and visioning for 2020. And so I thought the best thing to do would be to share a little bit of my story, my backstory of my life and how I got to where I am today, why I'm doing the Courage Cast, why I'm creating this seven-day challenge, living your most courageous life. And I talk about the definition of courage here in uh, a, a talk that I gave back in 2000, in April of 2019. I gave a, a talk in the Motivational Mondays group, and I thought I would bring it back here and share my personal story. And then also, I want to challenge you in living your most courageous life. I want you to listen to this and then take the seven-day challenge if you've not done it yet. This is a great time of the year to do it because in seven days, you will walk through your values, your purpose, your vision. You will walk through how to plan and prepare for the new year. In the next week, I'm going to talk about planning. I'm going to give you some of my favorite tips for planning using the Franklin Planner. Just very basic tips, but some of the most useful things that have really helped me to accomplish many different things in my life. So without further ado, let's dive into my personal story and living your most courageous life. This is Courage Cast, encouraging one another so that more will believe. So today's topic is called Living Your Most Courageous Life. And um, I wanted to kind of start off the talk by talking about and sharing some, just some very personal things, just so you can get to know me a little bit. Um, And then uh, I have a challenge at the end that I want to throw out to you um, because this is called Living Your Most Courageous Life. And I want my goal, my purpose in life is to encourage others so that more people can believe in themselves. So building belief in ourselves, in um, our personal development, falling in love with the process of developing is key to your growth and your success. So, but I wanna start off by sharing a little bit of my story with you. So in 2012, uh, I had a pretty momentous year. A lot changed. It was a pivotal year. Everything from 2012 onwards accelerated, changed, and um, was that was the, the pivotal year that really uh, changed everything for us. And, and I'm sure everyone will have a, a time in their life where their life just altered and, um, and a lot of big changes Happened. So for me in 2012, several things happened. Number one, I live in Nashville and I'm a music composer as one of the things I do. I'm also a music executive. I have a background in being a promoter of Christian music. And uh, one of the things that's that was really a hobby for me, I love to do things I'm passionate about. I love to be able to um, make money at things that I'm passionate about um, as well. 
And so I came out with my ninth instrumental piano CD called Quiet Time. So I produce a very um, peaceful and relaxing um, instrumental series uh, that uh, I've been privileged enough to have in stores all across the, the country and around the world. Um, and so my ninth album came out. So that was a really great thing. Then also in 2012, my wife won a Dove Award, which is an award in the Christian music space. Um, she won a Dove Award for her um, song called Your Great Name that uh, was released and sung by Natalie Grant, a worship song for churches. And uh, that was an incredible experience in April. She won this Dove Award and she is definitely the really talented one in our family. So. Uh, Eddie, you and I share that. You you and I would agree that our wives are really the talented ones, right? Um, so uh, anyway, but also in 2012, a not so happy thing happened. And um, uh, in my presentation, I would share with you a picture of my wife laying in a, a shopping cart in Walmart uh, on top of a bag of dog food that we went in to buy. And she was so tired that she couldn't even walk anymore. Um, and so she was hit with um, some symptoms of an autoimmune issue that she had back in 2002 that she was diagnosed with in 2002. It's called Lyme disease. And if you've had an issue with Lyme disease ever in your life or any autoimmune issue, you understand what that does to your body. Back in 2002, she took a bunch of antibiotics and that's all we knew to do. Um, eventually she went to a prayer and healing service and was, was healed of it, but that was after her gut was completely wrecked with these antibiotics. So back in 2012, after, you know, doing everything we could naturally to repair what we had done, what she had done, she had a relapse of symptoms. And, um, that's when we discovered essential oils. So 2012, end of the summer, September, October, we, uh, we signed up and enrolled primarily because Chrissy heard about a natural uh, protocol that she could use for um, using essential oils for her um, issues. And we learned all, we started learning about how our body can, can heal itself when we give it what it needs. And so she learned about this protocol and in six weeks she was 100% um, better. So it was awesome. Thanks for the hearts and the, the thumbs up. That is really, really great. Um, so, so within six weeks, she was better. And we started sharing about um, her experience and how, uh, how well she had gotten. And I'd always told Chrissy, if you find a product that you absolutely love, because we, we're, we're not big MLM people. Um, that's just not our background. But if, I said, if you ever find something you love, I always wanted to experiment and, and grow by, by coming alongside Chrissy and, um, and doing it with her, doing the business side of it with her, training people. And I, I love to encourage and I love to strategize and, and work on the business side of things, the sales training, um, the personal development training. My background is I took, uh, I took a Dale Carnegie public speaking and human effectiveness class when I was 16 years old, my dad made me go. And it was one of the best things I ever did to invest in my own personal development. I learned how to communicate with people. I learned how to take a sincere interest in others. And um, it became a very sincere part of my life as well. And I think people will see that in me. And so I wanted to kind of transfer my passion for personal development and sales training 
um, towards others. And this gave was a great vehicle for us to do that. And so we started a podcast because that's another thing I enjoy doing is the technical podcasting type of thing. And uh, it was called Faithful Wellness. Back in the time, at the time, we had nobody was doing a doTERRA essential oils podcast. And so we, um, we did that. And that was the, what was started in 2012 as well. Um, and within 13 months, we hit the diamond rank. We, we met people from outside of our sphere of influence, um, people that we had never known before who resonated with our faith message and who resonated with our wellness message, um, our health message. So um, that uh, that's kind of been, that was the first 13 months of our journey. So in 2014, we, we hit diamond, but also in 2012, I started a completely different thing. In November, my uh, best friend uh, in the neighborhood here and I, uh, James uh, and I went to visit the set of The Walking Dead. Uh, if you're familiar with The Walking Dead, give me some thumbs up. Familiar with this crazy phenomenon that is called The Walking Dead. Um, and if you're a fan, uh, totally give you props for it. But we didn't know what we had done when we visited the set because what I had done was awaken this sleeping giant inside of James, who was my partner, who had always wanted a podcast about things and who was a secret convention goer, not a secret, but he was a convention goer. He went to Comic-Con every single year for several years. And so I had partnered up with someone who was a, a D driver and um, saw this as a great opportunity. We, we drove back and we said, listen, we should, we should talk about this more on, on a podcast. And so we decided, well, shoot, let's do it. And so we were, we started this little podcast in our basement that within three months, turned into a uh, number two podcast on news and entertainment on iTunes. We had every major actor from the show, The Walking Dead on there. And little did we know, but this was gonna be the number one cable television show um, in the country. And so we were able to capture, kind of ride this wave, uh, not only of essential oils, but this wave of, of The Walking Dead at the same time. Um, eventually, the walking this our our little podcast turned into a, a small convention and then a larger convention, and eventually now it is ranked number two hundred thirty-two on Inc. on the Inc. five thousand list. Um, it's an eleven million dollar company uh, called FanFest, um, which matured from the Walker Stalkers to um, uh, FanFest, which is what it is now. Um, and I talk about it. Uh, not as I am the owner because I am not. And I want to talk about that story because it's elemental. It's critical. It's a critical part of my story. Um, and it's a critical part of where I'm going to take you today in our discussion about courage and why it's so important to, um, to pursue courage in your life. So uh, little did I know, you know, all this, the momentum started to build for the Walker Stalkers in this convention that now uh, serves about 750,000 people a year. But at the time, it was all consuming because um, we needed to pursue actors. We put, you know, we put our houses on the line to, to put this, put these conventions on. And we also had a dream to be uh, zombies on the show, on the set. Um, all of those dreams came true. We built a successful convention by the the skin of our teeth. We made a, a small little profit in this first event, this first event. And we also 
then started taking the, those profits and developing other events in other parts of the country where now there's about 17 different cities that have had Walker Stalker conventions or a fan fest event. So it's been, it's been a crazy ride, uh, but we were able to become walkers out on the set. We got to go on the set for a day and uh, there's a picture there of um, James and I in uh, after two hours of makeup. And uh, if you could see it, you'd be uh, either horrified or um, pretty impressed, depending on your perspective. But what's interesting about that is at that time when that picture was taken, I was actually, actually dead on the inside. I, that's the way that my life had gone. This was back in 2014. That's where my life was because my life was consumed by uh, pleasing and doing whatever I could to, um, to make this Walker Stalker convention happen. Um, I sacrificed time with my family. I Basically, my family was being steered and led by this convention. I was bringing stuff home that was scaring my daughter and I didn't know it. I was doing things that were um, uh, going against the values of my family, um, especially of my wife and my marriage, in the sense of that she didn't want this gross stuff in the house. She didn't want me to be directed by someone else and and their their dreams. Um, I didn't have, I didn't know who I was. I was um, undirected and I was really acting out of. Um, pleasing, a pleasing mentality um, and wanting to um, uh, just pursue success and fame for what it was, worldly success. And so slowly but surely, all this fame and all this money and, and all of the um, dreams and desires of my partner began to consume my life. And uh, slowly but surely, my family was taking the back seat. My wife was taking the back seat. My marriage was taking the back seat. And, um, until one day in January of 2015, after many, many months of fighting and arguing and um, coming against and butting heads with my wife um, and also my daughter experiencing some trauma from coming to one of these conventions, seeing these people in makeup. She was five, four and a half, five at this time. So she didn't understand and couldn't comprehend what she was seeing to the point where she needed to leave school. We had to take her out of school because she was crying hysterically every single day. Um, and it just broke our hearts. Um, and back in January of 2015, my wife said, listen, Eric, I understand what you're doing and I appreciate what you're doing. I think you're doing amazing things, but my fan, our family can't do this anymore. And I'm, I'm leaving. We're going to, I'm going to take the kids and we're, we're leaving. And that was uh, a true shock for me. It was um, it was an eye opener, and um, it just uh, just woke me up. It was my wake up call to say, "Wait a minute, I am I am really doing something wrong." This is I kind of poo pooed. I didn't honor my wife. I didn't honor that. I just was consumed by the money and consumed by the fame and attention and just all ego driven. And I was also completely not directed in my life. I had no purpose. I didn't understand my gifts or my strengths, or I didn't have goals that were any goals other than the goals of my partner. Um, 
And I don't blame him for this. I blame me. And that was the beginning of me taking responsibility and ownership for every single thing in my life. And I want you to remember that because wherever you are in your life, it's important. The first step is to own it. The first step is to completely 100% stop blaming, stop looking to others for um, an excuse and or looking to outside circumstances for excuses and look at you, look at you and take full responsibility, not in a shaming way or in a way that's harmful to you. I'm talking about not beat yourself up over it kind of thing. I'm just saying own it 100%. Step, the first step is owning it. And once I started owning it, I began to get my family back. But it took about two and a half more years to get my family and my marriage completely back to the point where it was fully healed. So uh, all along the way, I was grateful because I needed to quit that business. I needed to sell my Walker Stalker convention back to my partner. And I did that. And it was incredibly hard because it wasn't until afterwards where it was really making a lot of money. I put two and a half years into it and it was just starting to um, make a lot of money for us. And um, all that work was beginning to pay off. But it was right at that time when I needed to sell it. And um, so I did. And it was really, really hard because my neighbor lived down the street and he was having all this fun or it looked like he was having all this fun. And I couldn't be a part of it. I couldn't be a part of those podcasts and the camaraderie that I'd felt. I couldn't be a part of the fun of going to these conventions, even though it was incredibly stressful and I had anxiety attacks when I came home. I also had a lot of fun and it, I grew so much doing these events, but I needed to lay it down. And it was a process of laying it down. It wasn't just a one-time thing. It was a constant in the face ownership of laying it down. And I'm grateful that all along the way I had my doTERRA family. And if I could, I'd show you these great pictures of um, my doTERRA family, these, this wonderful upline and downline and sideline that um, have loved me through the process. And um, I was grateful that I had doTERRA to work on and to continue to build and develop. We would struggle, continue to struggle with our doTERRA business. We had FDA compliance hit at that time. We had the credit card um, scandal that, not scandal, but the, the credit cards were compromised at that time. And um, we had a, a couple that we thought was gonna join us that decided not to join us and join, our, uh, join someone way up in our upline, their team. It just demolished us, broke our hearts. My wife quit doTERRA for two and a half years. I didn't know what we were gonna do. It was a struggle struggle, struggle. But I learned during that time to trust in God and trust in something outside of myself to, um, to pursue and to get me through. And I faced all kinds of fear, all kinds of um, damage during that time. And as I started, continued to mentor and coach our organization in doTERRA, I realized that everyone else was going through the same stuff, just in a different place, in a different level, on a different scale, um, bigger or larger. It didn't matter. There were common elements to everything that we were going through as we were growing our doTERRA business. And that is we were coming up against fear and we were coming up against our own selves. And we needed to conquer the fear and we needed to conquer ourselves in order to win and to have breakthrough. And that's why I started yet another podcast called The Courage Cast, 
because courage is what it takes to, to do those things. So we are all, everyone here in Motivational Mondays, you are um, honorary members of the Courageous Community. That's what I started, the Courage Cast podcast, which is daily 10 minutes of faith, inspiration, and motivation. Um, and so what I learned in the process is, um, and I've been studying this more intentionally now, is that um, courage, the definition of courage, if you're to look it up uh, on Google, would, uh, would say this. It's a noun, and it describes the ability to do something that frightens, the ability to do something that frightens. So in other words, to face your fear. And the second part of it is strength in the face of pain or grief. Strength in the face of pain or grief. So the two elements are fear and pain, or as we could call it, discipline. Discipline, okay? So I wanna talk about courage now, and I'm going somewhere here. I'm gonna talk about courage because I've been studying this intentionally, and we need it. We need it in our lives. We need to exemplify it. We need to practice it. We need to, uh, to have it. In really in order to grow. So two things I want to share. I want to talk about fear. I want to talk about um, pain next. So the first part is fear, fear. I love this quote from Nelson Mandela. I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. You see, we're not trying to protect our ego. We don't need to protect our ego. We need to all admit that we feel afraid, okay? But it's the brave man or woman that conquers the fear, okay? It's the brave man or woman that conquers that fear. So admit it, own it. I feel fear every single day some form of it or another, okay? Here's why I know it's, it's an important topic. Because the number one underlying scripture has to do with this topic. What do you think the number one underlying scripture on Amazon Kindle is, on the Amazon Kindle Bible? In the Bible on Amazon Kindle, what is the number one most underlying scripture? I'll tell you, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. That is the most underlying scripture in the Bible, according to Amazon Kindle. Pretty crazy but I, I'm not surprised. So I want to break this scripture down just very briefly because I think there's some important elements here and I think there's some important answers for us here if we are willing and open to hear them. Now, I'm not trying to preach. Trust me. I respect everyone's faith, but I think, I think the wonderful thing about scripture or any other um, uh, truth is that they they all have a something in common. And, and I think that this is the case here as well. So I want to break this down, okay? By, uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. I love the combination of 
Don't be anxious about anything. So any small thing, any big thing, it's a command to us by Paul, the author of this letter that was written to the Philippians in ancient times. He says, commands us to not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. So in anything and in everything, we are to not be anxious. And how do we do that? We do that by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. So that means that we need to get quiet and we need to enter into a relationship, just a talking, a back and forth relationship with God in this instance, and specifically petition, which is a specific request, specifically petition our God with thanksgiving, knowing in faith that he is going to do it, knowing in faith that he is going to do that because of the past, because of what you know about him. And you go with prayer and petition. Those are our weapons, prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your requests to God. And then what's going to happen is the peace of God which transcends all understanding, meaning that it can only be known by experience. The kind of peace that you will receive is so good and so great that it will be, it can only be expressed through an experience. It cannot even be expressed in words with our minds. We can't even express it in any other way to, other than to relate it as an experience. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. These are the battlefields. Your heart and your mind is the battlefield. And the weapons are prayer and petition Thanks with thanksgiving. I love that. I hope you resonate with that. Um, and I hope, uh, I hope you receive it. And however, you need to receive it. But that is a key element to the anxiety that you are experiencing, the fear that you are experiencing. Best, best advice I can give you. So the next aspect I want to talk about is pain or discipline. So here it is. This is a great quote by Jim Rohn. We must all suffer one of two things, either the pain of discipline or the pain of regret or disappointment. Now, I don't know about you, but I would much rather choose the pain of the now, which is the discipline that you're faced with doing, or the pain of the later, which I can't do anything about. It's the most hopeless pain in the world. To me, it's just so grief stricken. It's so hopeless to experience that kind of pain because I can't do anything about it. And I love things that I can do stuff about. I know that I can do stuff about today. I can decide today to choose whatever discipline I need to choose that's in front of me right now. It might be reading a book. It might be making that call. It might be scheduling that class. It might be planning your calendar. It may be uh, going out for your run because you have a goal of hitting a 5K, which is what I do. Whatever it is, choose the discipline because that pain, in my opinion, is much, much less than the pain of regret. All right. So a scripture that I absolutely love is Hebrews 12, 11. It says this, no discipline 
seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. I love everything about the scripture because I love the training aspect of it. I love the fact that I know how to produce a harvest of righteousness and peace when I follow what this scripture says, when I follow this truth. Who in here wants a harvest of righteousness and peace for their lives? I know I do. And if you do, say me, raise your hand, right? No discipline seems pleasant at the time. It's not going to be pleasant. So forget about thinking that's going to be pleasant today. It's not. It's painful, right? Who wants pleasure? I want pleasure. But I know that the only real pleasure comes from a harvest of righteousness and peace in my life. That's where the pleasure comes from. That's the only real joy I'm going to experience. The other, all the other stuff is, is earthly joy and pleasure, and, and that's all good. But what this is saying is that there's a greater pleasure, there's a greater joy that comes when you discipline yourself now. I love it. So putting this all together, we talked about fear, we talked about pain. That's, those are the two elements of developing courage. So how do you develop a courageous life? That's the question we're talking about today. How do you develop a courageous life? We want to develop a more courageous life. How many of you are a little bit scared right now? Raise your hand if you're a little bit scared that now you're going to have to face your pain and now you're going to have to face your fear. Well, I know it's not easy. It's not going to be easy. But the only way to develop a more courageous life is to fall in love with the process of developing. The only way I know is to fall in love with the process of developing. So um, it's, not a, it's not a thing that you, like just like choosing to love, you've got to choose this because it doesn't always feel good, right? It does not always feel good to, to, to develop, all right, um, courage. Um, is not always going to be based on your feelings. So again, it's one of those things where, you, where your feelings sometimes can, can um, uh, be an imposter. And so it's a, it's a matter of choice. So who is, who is ready to choose to fall in love with the process of developing today? And it's a choice, honestly, that you have to make every single day. And we'll talk about that, right? So how do you develop, what's the process of developing um, courage in the face of fear? I have a slide that says, speak truth over fear. That, my friends, is, uh, is what, what we call, some people call them affirmations. Some people call them um, just this, you know, I don't know, I don't care what you call it. What I care about is that you speak truth over your fear. You understand and you know what the truth is in the face of fear. And so, one of the things that we're going to develop in developing a, a courageous life that we're going to do here, and I'm going to talk about our challenge here in just a few minutes. I've got a seven-day challenge that I want you to register for. Um, it's a free challenge. But one of the things that we're going to do is we are going to uh, spend time going after clarity of getting clear on the truth of things like knowing where you're going, knowing what your goals are knowing what's most important, 
knowing what you value most, what's a priority for you, knowing why you exist, knowing who you are, and knowing what you believe. When you get clear about these things, then you only then can you speak truth over your fear. You are empowered. You are clear in your vision. You are moving forward into something that's a completely next level of development because when that fear comes up, you can speak to that fear and you can say, uh-uh, no, no, no. Here's why I exist. Here is my purpose. Here is what I believe. Here is what, what's most important in my life. And so I can, I can look at that fear and I'm feeling maybe like a fear of missing out. And should I go do that thing? that I'm supposed, that I'm being faced with to do? Is there one more thing that I need to do? No, maybe the, the answer to that is no. Does it line up with my values? Does it line up with the truth of who I am? No, it doesn't. Nothing wrong with that thing. It could be great for a lot of people, but it's probably not right for you in that case. That's how you overcome fear very intentionally. There's no feelings involved. You are, well, other than inspiration, right? Um, and, and, and confidence, and that's what's developed. So we're gonna go through a process of developing that. Then the next thing is developing discipline in your life. That's a hard thing for some of us. I know a lot of us are circles and squiggles and you know, not everybody can be a square or a triangle, right? And be directed and, and be confident uh, about what they're doing and, and be very intentional about what they're doing and systematic. I get that. I'm not saying that you have to use that as your strength. But I do believe that if you're going to be courageous, you have to develop some sorts of discipline in your life and some sort of routine in your life. And so, um, and you have to have a, a method of saying, no, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to do this now. I'm gonna, it's the action part. I'm going to deal with the pain right now. You know, developing discipline in your life, that part of developing courage requires um, action and uh, clear action. So I think we're ready to, um, to announce what I'm doing. So I want you to go to courageouscommunity.com and I'm just, all I'm asking for is your email in this. So you go to courageouscommunity.com, say, I wanna take the challenge, click on that website. I'll put the, uh, I'll put the link in here if I, can, if I can do that. Yeah, there it is. Um, that's the direct link actually that I just posted in the comments um, to join the challenge. And um, I'm gonna show you in seven days, we're gonna go through the process of developing courage. The first three days, we are going to work on our fear. We're gonna work on our truth, okay? And this is very personal to you. I'm not gonna tell you what your truth is. I'm not gonna tell you what your purpose is. I'm not gonna tell you what your goal is. It can be doTERRA related. It doesn't have to be doTERRA related. I'm not gonna tell you what you value. You know what you value, and we're going to go through the process of getting clear on your values, on your purpose, and on your mission. That's the first three days. When you get clear on those three things, just very simple exercises to do that, because I know it's hard to do that intentionally. You know, we, you, you'll hear this message, you'll be inspired, but will you follow through? Um, it's, it's easy to kind of think you know what they are, but when you start working on it and developing it, there's a greater confidence that grows. So I encourage you to go through the process of learning this about yourself because it will build confidence and you'll get more direction in your life. The next three days are all about 
working on discipline. So we're going to develop your daily routine. My daily routine might be different than yours, but it's important that you have a daily routine, at least three major elements. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how to organize your week on another day. We'll talk about how to set up themes for your day. Okay. Trust me, it is the most amazing thing when you set up themes for your day and you live your day. You know what you're going to attack. You're going to lay out your clothes the night before. You know, have you ever heard that? Lay out your clothes for the next day. You know, get your lunches ready for the kids' school the next day for the next day. You know already the night before what you're going to do the next day. And so we're going to teach you that principle as well. And then on day seven, which is going to be the Monday. Um, the 30th of uh, April, I think it's the 29th, actually, 29th of April, we're going to go and we're going to try to live this day. And then we'll have another day, actually, which will be a bonus day. I call it a seven day challenge, but it's really an eight day. Uh, we'll have a review, how to review and adjust and how to give yourself grace in the process of developing. All right. So that is the seven day challenge and how that's going to work. Who's excited? If you are, say me or I am. And I'm going to go sign up at CourageousCommunity.com. Go sign up at that link. So it's a real simple seven-day challenge. I'm, I'm so super excited to go through this process with you. You will love it, I promise. So one final thing that I kind of wanted to share with you is um, this picture that I have. Um, and as I told you earlier, my wife and I um, went through the most difficult time in our marriage um, in the last three, four years. Um, since I finally owned my stuff and uh, started living a more intentional life. Because this is the process. Everything I'm sharing with you is the process that I had to go through over the last four years um, to developing a more intentional life, a more a directed life, more confident life, more courageous life, because I needed to. I needed to step up and be the leader in my home that, that my wife was looking for in me. Um, at the end of um, beginning of March, beginning of April. Um, it's tulip season here in the springtime. It's it's a time of new beginnings. And I know how much my wife loves flowers and being on the farm. She's a farm girl. And I saw that there was a tulip farm that was offering, like you could pick tulips, pick flowers and put them in your home. And um, I said, I know this is going to be a great gift for her. So we went, I surprised her, brought her to the farm, and she was like in tears how happy she was. She says this is the happiest date that she's ever, that I've ever taken her on. Um, and it just brought me so much joy, especially knowing where we came from, where we came from, where we were four years ago um, to where we are today. And it just was a beautiful symbol of new beginnings. Um, and it, it was a little bit of the, the joy. I was able to see the, the peace, what peace looked like, a little taste of, of the peace of heaven, you know, the peace of, of, of the harvest of righteousness and peace that, that I was talking about earlier by taking her on this, just this simple one hour, two hour time picking flowers together. Um, and it reminded me that the fruit of um, being in, having a courageous life is a harvest of righteousness and peace. And it reminded me that, um, that it's important, that it gives you the ability to actually slow down and see things more for what they are, more richly, more fully, um, more 
I don't know, I don't know, better for lack of a better word, more spiritually impacting. And um, and so I want to read this poem to you. It reminded me of this poem called Slow Dance. Um, and it's by um, the author is a child therapist. Um, I believe his name is David Weatherford. You can look it up, Slow Dance, Google. I'll post it here too in the comments. But um, I wanted to read it to you because I think it's the essence of what we're going for. It's the goal. It's the uh, it's the way of living. That this is the fruit of a courageous life, in my opinion. And it's a it's a it's a call and a charge for you and I, and a reminder for me and and you to slow down. Okay. So let me read it to you, and then I'm going to finish up. Have you ever watched kids on a merry-go-round or listened to rain slapping slapping the ground? Ever followed a butterfly's erratic flight or gazed at the sun fading into the night? You better slow down. Don't dance so fast. Time is short. The music won't last. Do you run through each day on the fly when you ask, how are you? Do you even hear the reply? When the day is done, do you lie in your bed with the next hundred chores running through your head? You better slow down. Don't dance so fast. Time is short. The music won't last. Ever told your child, we'll do it tomorrow, and in your haste, not see his sorrow? Ever lost touch, let a friendship die, because you never had time to call and say hi? You better slow down. Don't dance so fast. Time is short. The music won't last. Because when you run so fast to get somewhere, you miss half the fun of getting there. When you worry and hurry through your day, it's like an unopened gift thrown away. Life isn't a race, so take it slower. Hear the music before your song is over. Teach us to number our days. That's the thing. That's what living a courageous life is all about. It's learning how to number your days, falling in love with the process of development and learning to see and slow down enough to appreciate those blessings of peace and the harvests of righteousness that are coming your way, that you're getting to experience. Okay, friends, so that's my message for you. I hope you'll join me in the, in the challenge. I have no agenda other than to help as many people as possible, to encourage as many people as possible so that they will believe in themselves. That's my mission, that's my goal, actually that's my purpose, okay? That's my purpose. So embrace courage, friends, and uh, look forward to continuing the journey with you on the seven day challenge at courageouscommunity.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Courage Cast. I want to invite you in to taking the next step in your journey towards living your most courageous life. You can do that very simply by visiting courageouscommunity.com forward slash challenge. That's courageouscommunity.com forward slash challenge.